impeccable. Like I think perfect, perfect, perfect. And I, I and do I'm you want to go first? And I, I can't wait. Disagree. <sighs> Whoa. <laughs> Way to flip the script. <laughs> I have something. For, oh, I do. Yes. Okay. How does, how does it feel? <laughs> I, I do have something. For, I, He's putting us on the spot. <laughs> okay. So you always have your little questions. <laughs> so I, I started a new job this week that I will not disclose, but is super easy to find out. I'm sure if you, as our Adorian fans could find me. Yes. Um, uh, I, I started a new job and it is in person five days a week, Ooh, which is the worst. just awful. We um, had um, lads who game, uh, otherwise known as henceforth uh, referred to as LWG Inc. Yeah. <laughs> do not support or condone five do, day in person work. Do weeks. not support five day in person work. But you know, like whatever. I knew that's what the case. It's fine. I'm there. Great. So we're in the office, and um, I was invited on the first week because my boss was in and uh, from out of town. I was invited to an after work um, event, which, you know, is usually drinks, whatever. Nightmare. Like office culture. I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm here. Let's dive into it. I, I can't imagine like I already don't want to ever go get drinks. No. And especially after the work day. That's that's like sounds miserable on all levels. So I was like. I was in for it because I was like wanting to meet with the coworkers and stuff like that and just get a sense. And I was I was ready to have a good time. I was tired, but I knew I was going to be tired. So not a big deal. But here's where it gets interesting and why I wanted to save this mm-hmm. for the the uh, chit chat here, because it was a game and it was at first they were like, oh, we're going to go bowling after work. Oh, and I was like, fun. I was like, that's cool. I love to bowl. Yeah. I, I'm a big bowler I, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't go that often. And then and then last second they were like, we're not actually going bowling. We're going to top golf, which I had Wait. which I had never done before. And it was like such a random such. Do you, I, I, Is that the like golf simulator thing? No, it's, it's, simulator, it's like but... so it's like a driving range, but it's the, this like place. And I've seen like videos of this before, like on TikTok or whatever, but it's like a three story building and it's like a driving oh, range. Oh, and it goes like and it's into the driving range. But yeah. like the, the balls are like tracked and there's like yeah. games with it. Yeah. And there's like points. And then there was this weird like, have, have you done it before? Jimmy? I have not. I respect the game of golf. And yes. so I only take my clubs out if it's on, um, you know, PGA. God's green earth. Right. And, and, yeah. this, and, and Top Golf respects the game equally by having an Angry Birds plug in for oh. the Top Golf. So that you can do like an Angry Birds thing. It was crazy, oh but it was it was. A, and I've I've golfed before, but I'm not like a golfer by mm-hmm. any means. So two things: one, of course, yeah, I won. Kind of a hard game okay, to like, nice. just pick up, you know, if you've never like done a lot of right. Golf. But the good news about the driving range is that you don't really have to be good. Yeah. you just have to hit it and get lucky. Yeah, and so I won, of course, of because course. as a lads game member, it was my duty. Really. An yeah. honor to win. Yeah, we wouldn't have welcomed you to the table. If no you losers won. at this table. Yeah, Only so I, winners. So, so I won, which I you know uh, 
pretended like, of course, I'm, I'm very, I mean, if you, you can't really see me right now, but I'm very athletic, mm-hmm. uh, very strong. You can probably hear it in your, in your voice. Yeah. Yes. Strong. The na- their nasal is, is, is because there's too many muscles in my nose. <laughs> right. And right. It's, <laughs> it's clogging. It's my, closing. I, when I breathe and it's really labored, it's just because the muscles are so swollen. Yeah. My right. lungs. yeah. Exactly. Uh, and, um, and, oh, oh guess oh, the cat. Oh, guess the cat. Ready? See if she does it again. Nope. Twyla. Twyla. Yeah. <laughs> Twyla is the lad cat of the day. Twyla's day. Um, anyway, so so the, I guess I guess that was it. I, I won at Top Golf. Nice. Why did they lie and say it was bowling? It wasn't yeah. a lie. I think it was like they there was no availability at the bowling place or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was so it was a it was a crazy night. I, it yeah. fe- I felt like I was transported a little bit. And on his dime, I assume. Yes, not not gonna not. not gonna bleep oh shit! Out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Honest, bleep well, that out. Bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, just so, be sure to bleep. So sorry. <laughs> yes, I'll continue to to bleep uh, the name of this company. But yes, it was it was on their. Uh, it was on. It was on there. It was. It, well, it was a really team, bad at that. I feel like hunting. I've done that a couple of times recently. I did that on the Pokemon podcast too. We were like being. We were keeping this joke up, going like over and over again about like what game we're we playing, and then mm. it was like ah, and I was like yeah. So when we started playing Pokemon, <laughs> so so so. And anyways, that's that's my um, that's my that's my yeah contribution well, for this week. Everyone. At your, at your work that you went to Top Golf with, roughly the same age as you, or is it a pretty yeah, diverse? Pretty, pretty, pretty much around the same age as me, like we, give or take. We were talking last night. Shelby and I went out to dinner with a friend of ours, and we were talking about how when you get into the like quote unquote like adult workspace or whatever, yeah, um, you know, <laughs> love that reading of <laughs> adult workspace. adult workspace. Yeah, all of a sudden you're you're like palling around with people who could be 27 to 65. But I also feel like it's a very, um, at least in my experience, I've never noticed that to be weird. Like I always feel like in the workspace, like, yeah, I could have my work best friend be 50. No, No. totally. It's like, it, it's sort of levels the playing field in Mm -hmm. a weird way. I mean, I feel like a lot of my old coworkers that I'm still in touch with or friends with. It's like, these are people that I would never be friends with outside of the fact that we worked together for months, years, whatever. It really, um, it's a, it's a fire that forges Mm -hmm. (laughs) very strong bonds, especially if the workplace is less than desirable. You know, it's almost like, we should take those bonds and unite uh, in a, mm. like a worker-led... In some sort of unifying... <laughs> I, that word doesn't sound right. Mm. I don't. Uh, coalition? Sure. Mm-hmm. Coalition. We can yeah. workshop it a little bit, uh, but... Y- y- union? <laughs> yeah. if, any, if anyone's... If anyone's curious, a red dot just appeared above. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just... This is a good time to mention that I'm unionizing against Latsu Game yeah. by we, myself. We, we at Latsu Game do not support... Um, uh, in person five days a week, but uh, we we want to make sure that everyone's able to work from home. You cannot unionize, no, because we're a team. Well, we're a team. We're, a fa- we're like a family here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which you, you don't want to unionize against your family. Yeah, right. And you can take that money instead and, and buy a PlayStation. Yeah, um, totally. which is necessary for exactly. the but so, I, off those of like, dues. I mean, you're never going to be able to buy a AAA game again. Off, <laughs> off of off of what you were saying about the like uh, age gap, oh, the lad mischievous is getting mischievous. Um, oh, <laughs> put it right up next to the mic. 
Oh, good content. Good content, Twyla. Uh, I was going to say off of your your comment about um, the the age gap, like with coworkers, sometimes uh, I know I know of a game of friendship where there was also a really large age gap oh. between the two friends. What are you talking about? Oh, God <laughs> damn it. That, no. Smooth. <laughs> such a stretch. Smooth. It's a, not a stretch at all. It's not even really their dynamic anyway. Go <laughs> No, I they're mean. They're just buddies. They're That's just calling those characters friends. They're feels friends. like such a like, oversimplification. Well, no, we're not calling them friends. We're calling them coworkers. Coworkers. That I am on board with, actually. <laughs> they're, they're coworkers. Okay, um, you're right. You're right. We're, um, uh, we're talking about today's game, which is a very special episode today. today. Wait, why is this one special? Well, first, first, let's let's introduce ourselves. Welcome oh, to yes. the Lads and Game Podcast. <laughs> I'm Lad Robert. I am Lad Jack, and I'm Lad Jimmy, and we're here for this very special episode. Nope. No, no, you disagree. Not a very special I think it's a very special episode. I, I I like the idea that we've had a lot of special episodes. I'm trying to think. I'll tell you why this is okay, a very why is special, this special because the game that we're talking about today is The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. And uh, A, I'll give you two reasons why it's a really special episode. Give me six. <laughs> I'll give you two. <laughs> and and you can expand on them if you want to. Reason number one. Give me two that have three bullet points underneath. Okay. Reason, reason number one. Uh, we've been wanting to play this game because it's a, it's a you know, famously a great game. It's very popular. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the lads of us has been kicking around okay, that that for we've... a long time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fair. The so, lads so, of us. So yeah. that's very special that this finally coming to fruition. And number two, this is the first time we are playing a game where there is simultaneously a TV show going on at the same true. time. Mm-hmm. Maybe true. you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of the show. True, true, true. It's so 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 that's that's why it's a shame nobody's a really talking about it. Or no, no yeah. one's talking about it. Well, you know, I hope you it know, manages to keep going. <laughs> you know what HBO could do to make the show more popular is release all episodes at the same time. Oh my god! Instead of doing it week by week. That's true. Because you know what? It. You know what kills TV is the water cooler talk about it. That's yeah, true. Famously, yeah, famously, word of mouth is the weakest form of yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah you yeah. need a show to just burn for like a week and then go away. And that's yeah. how it mm-hmm. that's how it ascends to the legendary status. And HBO yes. doesn't know. They're really struggling right now because they don't know what to do with their Sunday night schedule. You know, they have nothing <laughs> for it, yeah. unfortunately. It's exactly. so just Sunday nights. Everybody just, they just have a janitor walk through the offices and just turn all the lights off, you yeah. know, on Sunday night. So, so me, I'm sleeping Sunday night snoozing because there's nothing on TV. No. But mm-hmm. Wednesday night when the newest Marvel show drops five mm-hmm. episodes yeah. or whatever on right. Disney Plus. Don't you ever just I'm have there. this? Let, me, let, me, let us know in the comments if you relate to this. It's it just paint you a little picture. It's Sunday night, mm-hmm. seven to eight o'clock. Yeah. Maybe sometimes nine. Yep. It mm-hmm. depends. If you're on you know? the East Coast. It mm-hmm. depends. Yeah, sometimes it's six o'clock Pacific, nine yep. o'clock Eastern. And mm-hmm. you're just like, man, I really wish that I could turn on my TV and see three-dimensional grounded characters in high concept, riveting situations, you know, that are not only socially relevant and topical, but also, um, you know, engaging and entertaining as well. Sometimes comedy, sometimes drama, you know, 
I just there's nothing for that. No, nothing like it at all. It's really frustrating, and there never will be. I don't think that they can do it. No, No. they they should. They should. They should get on that. Anyway, Uh, so so we're here. We're here. We're here talking about the Last of Us, and we and though there is a TV show, and maybe in the future we'll talk about that. that. The show, by the way, premieres on Saturday mornings. Saturday (laughs) cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's part of the Saturday mornings cartoon network. Well, they're doing the Ellie Joel Power Hour on Nickelodeon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and then after that, it, they do the little thirty minutes of like go outside and play. <laughs> like, <Yeah. you> know. <laughs> um, so, so we're here talking about the game. Of course, we're not mm-hmm. talking about uh, the TV show, though we may in the future do. If you're interested in that, maybe mm-hmm. let's yeah. shout out. Let's mm-hmm. But we may talk about it. Um, but we're talking about the game, um, the first game, Part One, Last of Us Part One, which only received this distinction recently as right. being called Part One. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, uh, and Lad Jack, I do believe you have something prepared. Yes, about this. I do. So um, obviously, you know, you might have heard of this because of the show. Um, you might know the video game already, but in case you don't know what The Last of Us is, The Last of Us is a 2013 action adventure game developed by Naughty Dog and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Um, Oops, sorry. Um, do you? I thought I, I, I have it ready. Yes. Something prepared. I do. I wanted to read the description from the PlayStation website this oh, time. Okay. So I switched official. and I had a little bit of trouble there. But it is a 2013 action adventure game where, in a ravaged civilization where infected run wild and hardened survivors run rampant, Joel, a weary protagonist, is hired to smuggle 14 year old Ellie out of a military quarantine zone. However, what starts as a small job soon transforms into a brutal cross country journey. And we will also, um, in this uh, episode, be talking about the DLC edition, The Last of Us Left Behind. Which was added, um, I believe, in 2014, 20, yeah, early year, 2014. Yeah, a year later. Um, and if you don't know what that is and haven't played that, The Last of Us Left Behind adds a single player campaign following Ellie and her best friend Riley. Um, and it takes place before the events of the main Best game. friend? Uh, nah. Well, well, we'll get into They're it. pals. Yeah. It takes place, uh, sorry, I should say, it takes place before and in the middle of the campaign. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, We'll uh, we'll make distinctions periodically, but just for context, there is now three versions of this game. There's right. the yeah. there's okay. the original one that came out in 2013. There's the remaster that came out in 2014, and then there's the remake that just yes. came out right. in September uh, in September of, of which last the two year. of us, Robert and I, played the lad remake. Jimmy and Lad Robert played yes. the remake. Lad Jack played the remake. I played the remaster because I am cheap, um, <laughs> and it was free on my PlayStation. Oh, we should also mention. Um, that The Last of Us Part 1 was original. Oh, it was originally... Oh, it was right. It was available on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 4 and now the PlayStation 5. It was right at the cusp and now they've, yeah. now they've, they've done it for that. But it always trips me out when I hear that it was originally PS3. Like, I, know. I can't even imagine. Crazy. Was it... You know what? I gotta look real quick. I messed this up. I should have... Oh, well, it was... A, Originally, I was PS3. like, was it developed for the PS3 and then ported over to the PS4? Well, it was developed for the PS3, but it was backwards compatible on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And then the PS4 version of the game was the remaster that came out a year later. Okay. Gotcha. Which is a crazy quick turnaround for a remaster. They yeah, must have just, they must, it must have been like a schedule thing, like trying to push it out. But it really, yeah. I think it was pretty popular when it first <laughs> Totally. It's like it wasn't like a slow burn or anything. No, so I mean, maybe they really, just got them on it right I mean, away. It is very much like a defining game of the PS3. Yeah. And 
period of that generation. And totally. I mean, it still is today. It's still considered one of the most popular games of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, cool. So let's quickly run through our um, lad ratings for this, um, starting with uh, Lad Jimmy. Go Heck ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so excited to talk about this game uh, today because I feel like I've got a, I've got a lot of thoughts about it, um, and it was it was critically acclaimed, and I, I I'm guessing I don't know for a fact because we we actually have done a good job this time around of not I was sharing just saying our thoughts. that I was just saying yeah. that in the car over I was like I really have no idea I mean I, uh, Robert you played it before so I kind sure. of knew a little bit about it but I feel yeah. like I have no idea what anyone's about to say yeah so um, for all those reasons really excited um, this this is a weird one for me. Because I feel that if you look at the individual parts of this game, I really like it. Like it checks a lot of boxes for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> as as a you know huge Walking Dead fan, I love the post apocalyptic. You know, not technically zombies, but basically zombie vibe that yeah. this infected. game is infected. You're a connoisseur of the genre. <laughs> I'm a connoisseur of the genre. I love that. I love scavenging, mm-hmm. which you do I, in video games. Um, I love crafting in video games. You do that here. I love environmental storytelling. You have that. Um, it's a little bit of a stretch to call this a pseudo open world, but within the levels, there are offshoots that you can kind of go into and find little, again, environmental storytelling. It's an exploration element. It's an exploration element, um, and I really like that. Um, I love the two characters. I think the performances are great. I'm a sucker for, you know, a southern drawl with, uh, you know, Joel <laughs> obviously checks that box. Um, it, it, it should be right up my alley, but I feel like with this game, it never fully connected with me. Like I always felt like I had this game at like arm's distance from me and I never latched on fully and fully got emotionally invested in this story um, to the fullest extent. I just kind of feel like I was watching it happen. And I, mm-hmm. as it was happening, I was like, yeah, this is entertaining. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I finished the game in a week, so I, it was not hard for me to play. I did like playing it. Um, and I think that it stems from the story of this game at no point surprised me. Mm. Um, I I knew where this story was going the entire time. And I have a particular issue, and, and I'll try not to get into it too much because I know we'll talk about the story at a later point, but particular issue with the ending in that I feel that uh, this game is in desperate need of a sequel to be satisfying. Um, and I think that as a standalone, I, and, and maybe this is a problem with knowing that there is a mm, sequel, yeah. which I am willing to admit that if I played this in 2013 when it first came out, I might have a different like v- vibe of the ending. But knowing that there is a sequel, it just feels incomplete. And it feels like the parts of the story that I didn't have an idea of how they were gonna handle, I didn't get to see in this game. Um, so I, you know, and again, without going into it too much, like the ending, them getting to their final destination. Full spoiler alert, by the way. Um, them getting to their final destination. I always knew from the beginning. I knew it wasn't going to work out. Yeah. And so when you get there and be like, "Oh my god, it actually isn't going to work out," it, it felt like the game wanted me to be like jaw on the floor. And I'm like, "Well, duh. Of course it's not going to work out. This is a drama. Like it's a heartbreaking drama." So. It never, it never got me. It never got me. I enjoyed it thoroughly, but it never got me. I think notoriously, and Robert, I know you have a lot to say about this. Gameplay is nothing special. 
Again, very enjoyable. I liked the gunplay with it, mm -hmm. but it is repetitive. It has the same formula every level. And so you don't have that to fall back on to lift up the story. Um, again, not to say there aren't moments in this game that really worked for me and were fun, but just overall, I, I was su really surprised that this never hooked me. Mm -hmm. um, I was between two scores, and um, I, I think that this is an example of a moment where the lad constitution language doesn't fully work for me, which is why it was hard to decide. But I think I, I went back and I checked my scores for other games we mm -hmm. played this season. And with that context, I feel like this one fits a 3.5 for me. Um, I will say to end on a slightly higher note, and I want to say, Jack, you've you've made this comment before. I think it was about the Horizon franchise, but I could be wrong. Of like, I feel like the next one, part two, might be the game that mm -hmm. that ascends this for me. Like that that makes me look at this franchise overall as like, oh, this is the one of the best video games I've ever played that everyone says it is. But on its own, happy I played it. If it was only one game, I don't think I'd come back to this game. I think I'm like, yeah, it was enjoyable. I'm done with it. Um, yeah, and I was really surprised by that conclusion. So I can't wait to talk more about the story in particular. But, um, but yeah, 3.5 lads. Grace. Um, first of all, can I see that last yes. language real quick? Because I want to reference it. Let, um, me let me give you the scroll. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, first of all, um, co-signing a lot of what you just said, um, Jimmy, I also felt that this game was not very surprising. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it you can tell a well-told story well. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's um it's not to put her on blast, but um Abby, my sister, was texting me a lot about like, were you surprised? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be that way, you know? Mm -hmm. It's um but I, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying about the way the storytelling works. I also have an issue a bit with the ending for a different reason that we'll get into. But mm. basically, I just want to co-sign a lot of what you said about the narrative, have some other thoughts about that as well. But just to offer a different side of my particular rating, I want to talk a little bit about the gameplay briefly, which is just Naughty Dog. <laughs> Come here. We have to have a talk. <laughs> We've talked about this a lot. I don't want to move any more goddamn crates. <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. I've played two Uncharted games. You move crates all the time. Mm -hmm. I played this game. The second they were like, move that dumpster over there. I was like, God damn it. Here we go again. You know, yeah. it's the gameplay is really I would go f a little further and say that the gameplay is bad. Mm. I, I don't think it was passable for me. The control scheme is really wonky. The using the D-pad to switch between those four weapon wheel things was it was really hard to remember which one I wanted, especially when you started getting multiple weapon slots and stuff. I felt like it was really clunky mm -hmm. sitting, uh, having to like get on your knees and open the backpack. Basically, every time you want to switch a weapon is like mm -hmm. really frustrating too. like it's really heavy, like it never feels like exciting. It just feels like slow to play. You're like, I can never move fast enough. I I felt like the stealth mechanics were really frustrating a lot. Like, I feel like a lot of the times I was standing perfectly still and people would walk towards me. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just a lot of gameplay issues. And given that it's not adding anything super original as well in terms of gameplay, I just feel like it's not super excusable. Mm -hmm. um, so between the fact that I didn't really, I have issues with the story that we'll talk about 
more as well. And the fact that I just think the gameplay is like really not fun. I'm also like on a slightly lower scale. I am kind of in between two ratings. My instinct is to give it a 3.5 as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in particular, it's like what I enjoy about the language in this one is, is the specificity of I'm glad I played it, which is true. I'm glad I finally tried to like see what all the fuss is about. Mm -hmm. Unlikely I'll play it again. And I three is tricky for me because I don't want to call this game average, which is in the ratings. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. There's something about 3.5 that almost feels high to me. So I'm Maybe. struggling, but so I might change it. But basically, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to interject to say because because I had the same issue. I was being four and a 3.5 to be mm -hmm. clear. Um, the context of my other ratings this season helped me clarify it. I don't yeah. know if that could provide clarity for you. This is definitely lower for me. I should have looked at my past ratings. I think, honestly, I'm going to put my claim right now that I am in between a 3.5 and a 3 and let the discussion Sway. steer me one way or another. And by the end, I will come down on one. But Perfect. that's really where I'm at right now. And I would just also like to throw out just to button this that I do think this game is overhyped. Like, I, I think it is good for sure. I'm not trying to be like this game is bad, mm -hmm. but I do really feel like this game, I might have enjoyed it more if it wasn't for the fact that I my expectations were quite high yeah. given how popular and overhyped this, this game is. A phrase that I've been, um, I've been hearing lately and for whatever reason it keeps coming up uh, again on the internet for me is like a victim of its own success. Like I feel like yeah, this game. I love that. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about it. It's also that. been, it's listen, it's this game has been out a long time. Now. Right. Like, it's definitely starting to show its age just, just a little bit. Like it is still super playable. I'm not saying it's like mm -hmm. an old relic. I just, you know, it's nine years old, uh, 2013, 10 years, 10 old. years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I will say that, my, that as part of that might be a product of the remaster versus the remake because it felt fucking brand new. Oh, I'm sure the, it looks gorgeous. I'm it looks sure the remake looked incredible. It, it, for it, like sure. in terms of like not the gameplay specific, not like the design stuff, but how it plays, it's smooth as goddamn butter. You know, yeah, more what I remake. what I mean when I say that it's starting to show its age is that the the way that the mechanics are laid out, I mm -hmm. feel like we've evolved past it in a lot of other types of games like this. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about this a lot with like the weapon wheel mm -hmm. and how popular that is now. And I'm like, this game really needs a weapon wheel. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just things, I, little things like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let me, no, let me get my, my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Let me, let me, let me get my mine thoughts. in and we'll, we'll, we'll take a break and come back. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, I've played this game before. I, I played the remaster not too long ago. Like mm -hmm. I think in 20. Before the second one came out, maybe. No, no, I play, I played them both like back to back basically. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it must've been like 2020 or something like that. I, yeah. I played, I played both games. Um, and so late to the hype for sure. Um, uh, but I knew the hype and, and I was like, yeah, like this people are like, this is like one of the best games of all time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I went into the first game. And I think I remember, I might've even been texting you both as I was playing this the first time, as I was trying to recall, but I was mad at the first game. Mm -hmm. I was like, this game is so boring. It is so bad to play, like gameplay wise. Mm -hmm. You know, story is, is good, it's great. But I was like, this is a bad game. Mm -hmm. Like it's a bad game to play and, and, and I don't understand it. By the end of it, I understood it a little bit more. And by the second one, 
I was really like hooked in. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the purposes of this, I was interested to see coming back after having played part two, seeing if my impression of the first game would be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality is minus the upgrades from the remake version of the game, which are pretty significant, the game played and felt the same to me for the most part. Um, I think it is a incredible story. I agree with uh, you, uh, Lad Jimmy, that it is feels like a part one. I don't really mind that as much. Uh, and I tend to really like the kind of slow rolling road movies, which is mm-hmm. what this feels like. But I think the problem with this game is, and that uh, is made really apparent by the TV show is that it is trying so desperately to be watched and I don't think it's really, there's a lot to be gained by um, playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for all of that, I'm, I've always kind of been between two ratings on this, but I feel like if I'm going purely off the lad language, this is a four for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think th- the reason being is that three and a half game Three and a half lads has language. Unlikely, I'll play it again. I had a great time playing again. I don't think I like was right. like, oh, this is like so. Right, you can't give it a three point five. You did play it again. <laughs> I did. I mean, I did. I did play it again. I think. I think if I'm talking about like this is one of those things where the story is giving it most is is giving it yep. almost all of it. Totally, rating, the basically. story is pushing it ninety percent. And, and here, and here's what I'll say too. I feel like four is is really solid. Honestly, might be because of the remake. Like the the graphical mm. improvements, it's like such a beautiful. I mean, even the remaster looks really, really great. Oh, it's, but it's like, by no means. Again, when I said it, it's showing its age. I really don't mean like aesthetically sure. or in terms of storytelling. Just in purely on game mechanics. I, I think I think it's like the the remake really improved a lot of like maybe some of the like clunkiness with it. So I, I'm stick with four. But honestly, if you ask me a different day, I might give it a three and a half. Sure. Uh, wow, I I'm surprised. I thought that I was going to be coming in low. I thought comparison. I was coming in low because yeah. I because I mean it, not that this is necessarily indicative of someone's rating, but when you told were like I finished mm. in one week, I was like, oh my god, he must have been just like glued to the screen, you know? And I, I mean, yeah. Liz, again, I'm totally in retrospect. I'm like, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's why. Mm-hmm you played it so quickly you it's know? also a short game too relatively it's totally yeah. but it took me a it took me a bunch of playthroughs you know like i was having a harder time going back not it definitely wasn't like ever a chore it just i was definitely having a harder was, time going back to it it was a it was a positive experience for me it's a positive 3.5 i think perhaps i might have been playing this quickly i you know on one hand i, I happen to have like a light week that that week for work so i just had some more time um, but I think I was also waiting for the surprise. I, I was, I'm like oh, desperately trying was trying to, to yeah. get to the moment where I fell in love with this game. And I think that actually is why I really didn't like the ending. Cause I got to the ending and I was like, fuck, like really? That's it. And I cannot imagine playing that game in 2013, 2014. I don't know when they announced a sequel for this. 2016. I looked at they it. They announced it in 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine playing that game and in 2016, knowing there's a sequel and having to wait four, four years. or five or years. Or playing it in 2013 and not knowing that and there would know- be a sequel. Yeah. I just, I don't think that the, 
Yeah, I, we should break it. We should get well, it. We, let's, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, I yeah. fully disagree. So that's a great yeah. way to And I want to also put in here, I think we all have three different perspectives on the ending because I have an issue with the ending, but not for that reason. Uh-huh. So it'll be interesting to talk I've about. Got a, but, I've got a number of issues that I can't wait to get into. So. <laughs> okay, great, great. Let's, so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the gameplay real quick, which mm-hmm. I think is a little more straightforward. And then then we'll, we'll, get, into then the we'll, get, then we'll get into the meat a little bit, but we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> oh, ding, <God>. ding. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, let's let's talk about this gameplay. It sucks. It sucks Man, hard. I, I, naughty dog. Naughty dog. I, I, what are you doing? I'm gonna rip the bandaid off and, and go in on stealth immediately. Yeah. And and I will say, of all of the critiques I have, this is the one that I have the least conviction with because I feel like I'm being unfair in my demands. I feel like, <laughs> on one hand, this game stealth is too difficult. And on the other hand, it's too easy. Um, and I feel like when it comes to the two difficult sides of things, in every level, there's a moment where there are like between eight to 16 enemies yeah. in a building that you have to clear out. And I can't tell you how many times I'd get through like 10 of them and then make a mistake and have them all just zero in on my location yeah. from like way far away. Um, and I kind of like, I like... I like realism, but especially with stealth mechanics, I really appreciate when it gets to lean into the video game aspect yeah. of it. And so, like, I, I kept thinking about how, like, Ghost of Tsushima is such a great, like, it's not realis- realistic stealth. No. But it was so fun to go well, through camps and stuff. And this one was never fun to do this stealth. Um, and I actually found myself kind of voluntarily just blowing everything up mm-hmm. um, as a result of it. Especially because, like, when it gets to, like, not being realistic, like, there'd be times where, okay, two guys are in the same room, and I'd come up and I'd choke a guy out who's, like, screaming and gargling yeah. and all that, and the other guy doesn't hear at all. So it's kind of like, I, I almost wish, like, make a decision. Like, either be hyper-realistic and have stealth be extremely difficult to, mm-hmm. to perform, or make it an arcade game where I can kind of suspend realism and just, you know slice and dice my way through it. Yeah, I mean, two things on that. Number one, what Ghost of Tsushima gets so right about stealth is that the idea of that game is that you're like this invisible ghost who like nobody mm-hmm. ever sees. So it really captures the fantasy of being like an impossibly stealthy samurai, yeah. you know? So we, which is You can great. also like come in and drop in from the roof and do that. Yeah, totally, like, there's so much more agility Assassin's involved. Creed, like the original Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. game, also another really good example of like great stealth because it's like, it's it's a little silly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're, you're gonna have to always just dis, uh, suspend disbelief a little bit when you're playing a game like this with any stealth thing. But like, yeah. Anyway, and just the second thing I was gonna say on that is, um, I um, it kind of reminds me. I hate to even invoke this, lest I bring up more fighting. But it reminds me of one of my critiques of Metroid Dread, which is, um, I hate one kill screens. Mm. Like, I really don't enjoy in a gameplay where you make a mistake and. It, in this game, it, it's like the clickers, you know, where mm. if they get you and they bite you, it's just, ah, ah you're done. Mm. Start over, you mm. know? It's like there should always be, like, a way to, like, pivot, you know? And, like, oh, I messed up, but I, I can... And I found the rehiding, trying to, re you know, get back mm. into stealth very difficult in this game. And maybe that was... I was playing it bad or something, but I, I really got tired of seeing that damn screen of, like, Ellie or Joel getting bit and them going, ah! And mm. then it just cuts to black. I just... I find that really... I hate like that kind of hard stop, you know? Hmm. Um, 
I, well, you can upgrade the you can upgrade the shiv so that you can you don't get killed by the clickers that way. Well, I upgraded it so that you could one shot them from stealth. There's there's a um, thing there's a there's an upgrade you can do where you oh it gives you like an opportunity. it gives you an, if if you have a a knife available or mm. a crafted like whatever oh. they call it you can um, sure. I don't know if it's found or if it's upgraded yeah. or something I, like I could have definitely I, I could have definitely gone more into the crafting and the upgrading I really didn't touch it that much Ooh, it, it was, is it was I kind of like the upgrading a lot of I had an issue with the upgrading I mm. really don't enjoy. Um, when the upgrades feel so infinitesimal, you know, like um, they didn't really do like the percentages or anything, which is something that I really hate in upgrade systems. But hmm. in the early phases of it, it really feels like one more cartridge, you know, or like one more or like quicker reload time. And it's like, it's like a little helpful, but it doesn't feel like um, again with skill trees and upgrade systems. I really want it to be like, ooh, that sounds fun or like a real like a, an interesting ability. Hmm. And I know that this game is much more grounded than a lot of skill trees that we've done in the past, like with Fallen Order or something, but it didn't it didn't engage me in the same way. So that's mm. another ish, slight issue I, I have with the gameplay. Yeah, I think because this game is so realistic, I because I, I agree with you. Normally, like I want to unlock um, Fire Punch or whatever, <laughs> yeah. not just ten yeah. percent more damage. But I will say, especially funny you use the example of getting one more round because it's a resource game, scavenging game. Because bullets are so hard to come by. I was freaking clicking my heels together when I got to add one more bullet to my my hand. And gun. I think in terms of you know storytelling, that is the right call for this game. I just wish there was like a slightly more enticing way to get me into the mm. upgrade system. I, I just think I I think the game is I, I it's weird. I do like the realism, but I think it makes the game less fun mm. because so first of all, I think the difficulty on this game is crazy oh i turned it down to easy i there's quick. there's so there's a bunch of different categories i think it's like normal there's like there's the normal and then there's two above and two below i think i think my version only had one below normal okay. mine, for some reason i unless i missed it but i'm pretty sure mine only had easy which was perfectly playable on so easy, there, there's yeah. like light and there's like very light i think in the remake and the other thing too which i think is a really good idea is in the remake it splits you can change the difficulty for different things so you mm -hmm. can make like the humans easier or harder. Mm. You can make the resources easier or harder to get, and you can scale yeah. everything individually. I think at that point, if it's like that super crafted, like maybe reassess how. Right, if it's that, <laughs> if you're getting that granular. If reassess, um, generally speaking, but I find normal to be too hard, especially considering like this game is not that fun. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And like very light is too easy. So I ended up playing on the light mode, I mm -hmm. think is what I went with. And I found it like I, I started normal, thought I was like, this game's not fun enough for me to like be trying super hard, moved it to light and it was too easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the problem is, it's like, OK, yes, resource management. That's really cool because usually in gun games, it's like you have an unlimited amount of bullets, yeah. you can do whatever. So I like the idea of resource management in theory. But then what happens is, which is like this is such a classic video game thing, is I'm scared to shoot. And so I only end up doing stealth every mm -hmm. time. And the stealth is both like too easy and too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I can, you know, to your point, 
the stabbing, they scream, but they don't hear you. But I can fully like walk past someone as they're looking at me. Yeah. But as long as I do it with before the music gets too scary, yeah. They, yeah. they don't actually see me. So I was able to get through pretty much the whole, whole game, like stealthing the whole time. And then this was super annoying. And I don't know if I realized this because this time I almost did stealth always like mm-hmm. I never was wanting to do like the all right I'm just gonna go blow through it I was like can I do this whole game without shooting anyone and of mm-hmm. course like that I couldn't just because like I'm not that good but there was one point do you remember at the very end and oh I mean of course full spoilers I don't know if we've said this at the end there's an end like I think it's right before you get into the room where they're doing the surgery on Ellie at the end, but it's like there's a long hallway yeah. and then there's patrol people at each yeah. like section. Uh-huh. I went through the side and I was like, oh, I can do it this way and I can like kind of sneak in from yeah. the side, but you can't. There's a certain point when you're in that hallway and maybe maybe I could have done something else or whatever, but I had the bottles, I had the cans, I tried throwing things, but there's a certain point just based on the layout of the level where I was like, it's impossible to fully yeah. stealth. I have to shoot these people here. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it, it, it's really weirdly... Um, it's it's just kind of off. I think the whole I, I the whole combat system is like off. I I like the heaviness and the realism of it, mm-hmm, yeah. but it makes when when combat is like ninety nine percent of this game's like gameplay, quote yeah. unquote. Mm-hmm. I I just wish there was something I, else. I um I really liked the the resource management. However, I feel like I didn't enjoy that your stealth options were also uh, expendable. The shivs, for example, yeah, mm-hmm. and I felt. Like, I kind of got to moments where I was stuck because I'd be in a building, 16 people, stealth kill five of them, out of shivs. Now I see a guy in front of me. My only option is to shoot or, I guess, walk past, I suppose. But I, I like the idea of playing the game and taking out the enemies. Um, oh, I sometimes, this is that was something new I did this way around, is I sometimes was like, I'm not going to kill these clickers. Just try to go around. I'm just, I'm just yeah, there was, um, I, didn't I think in the, the clickers, last level, but... there was like a, there's like a, you go through a underground tunnel mm-hmm. um, to get to the hospital, and there was like a ton of clickers, and I was like, I think I can get around all of them, and I just walked through. I So I, I didn't like that I was, kind of forced at certain points to be like, well, I have to use my mm-hmm. gun now and I have to set this whole thing off and mm-hmm. and I have to take them out now with them all running at me. Yeah. And I just wish, again, in that case, like suspend realism a little bit. Let me have a knife with me at all times that I can always fall back on if I don't want to mm-hmm. use uh, my gun. Um, that's why I liked whenever you played as Ellie, because Ellie's knife Ellie is, has is, that knife. Has yeah. That yeah. Knife. Uh, I, I, I thought that would have been a nice addition. Oh, I will say too, on, on a positive note with the gameplay, and we've mentioned a few times this game feels heavy. Um, and for the most part, like it doesn't allow you to, to really sprint that often. It allow you to like trot and yeah, jog. Yeah, like the jog. But there's a couple of moments, and I don't know if this was triggered by something I did. And if it was, then I would say kudos to them because they did a very seamless way of integrating that because I didn't notice. But there would be moments sometimes where I would set something off, regardless of how I felt about needing to do that or not. And then I would start in full sprint away. And I really thought that like the heaviness of the full sprint, the heavy breathing Mm -hmm. of the characters while they were doing that. And like, I had a moment in Left Behind where I had to break into a full sprint uh, as Ellie. And, like, not only the heavy breathing, but she would make these concerned sounds. Yeah. 
And it sound, and the more I ran too, it sounded like she was getting tired. And I almost thought like, is there an invisible like stamina meter mm, here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and anyway, those always like, I felt the anxiety that I think a character that I would really feel in real life if I was like running away from you know yeah. an enemy. So I will give the game credit there. Like in the times where it got chaotic, I thought that it did a good job bringing me the player into that chaos, and I mm-hmm. felt that anxiety. Well, it feels real, but then that and then it just feels not fun. You know, like mm. I don't, I don't, yeah. you know what? I don't need it to feel real. Like you have mm. the realism of the story and the like. That is super, super grounded, and I really appreciate that. But mm-hmm. like. Sometimes I just want to have fun. And you know what it is, too? Because there's a couple moments where there's uh, alternate gameplay, <laughs> for mm. lack of a better term. The scene where you're upside down yeah. and you're yeah. shooting fun. Oh, where man. you're the sniper. Where, where, sniper the sniper scene. Yeah. Where you're the like when, right after you first met, meet Bill or whatever and you're pushing the truck yes. and yeah. shooting. Like those kind of things were great, yes. but few and far in between. And yeah. most of the time, to your point, Jimmy, you're doing the same thing over and over yeah. again. And when the only other gameplay is like walking around and opening drawers, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. like that's not fun because the annoying thing is, is that, um, there's some really interesting story stuff in those drawers or whatever. Yeah. Like if you look around and mm-hmm. you can find notes that are really interesting mm-hmm. and something they do a lot, which is fun is they'll like in a certain like, like quote unquote level, like area um, you can find at different areas, pieces of notes or whatever that connect a yep. little like oh, that's side cool. story. Ish. Sorry. Ish is his name. Oh yes. That's, that's, that's a really good that's example. So, one. so that's really cool, but um, it's not, it's not attached to something fun. I feel like I always go back to this example, but another game that does something similar and cool is like Skyrim and like the, yeah. the Elder Scrolls games. games. But you, when you find those notes, it's at the end of like a, a tunnel or mm. something like that. And you did like a cave crawl. It's not just always like, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm walking around and doing that. Um, I also yeah. think um, one of the big faults of this game in terms of gameplay is I think the level design is pretty bad. I feel like... Um, there were many, many moments where I would be like, "Where? what direction am I supposed to be going? Mm-hmm. Like, and I really hate this mechanic too, where it goes like, press L3 and we'll t- show you where to go. Mm. And it, there was like, never really, there's this combination of like simultaneously, like I have no idea what direction I'm heading in, but they've also made my goal too clear. Like, um, I really hate when it's like, I already know the answer where it's like, I walk into a room and there's like a big puddle of water and I'm like, oh, I need to be looking for a pallet to put Ellie on. Mm -hmm. And then Ellie goes, better find me another pallet. And I'm like, yeah, I know game. Like, you know, we've done this mechanic like six times. Like, let me figure it out for myself. So I, I, I think I ultimately disagree with the level design. I actually feel like it's the level design is really solid and actually similar to God of War, I like that it feels very like linear. Mm-hmm. It, I think that if this yeah. game was any more open, I feel like it would be like very yeah, a, a problem. Um, uh, but I don't want I it do... to be more open. I just feel like it's very linear. And there were times where in the linearity, I was like not sure where I was supposed to be. Going. I guess that that's what I mean. And then yeah. I just, I don't feel like I ever felt that. Sure. I do think that just kind of going off the gameplay, the pallet thing is stupid, but to the point of like realism of this game, I don't think she would be silent. I think she probably would say, oh, I'm mm-hmm. like, go find me another palette. But I don't, I, I think that just makes for a, like a That's what I mean is that, game. well, we talked about this with um, Ragnarok where I was like, 
just give me a second, like give mm-hmm. me five seconds in this room before a character chimes up with what I'm supposed to do, you know? Yeah. And there is, there is truly, not that I, Naughty Dog to me is like known for its puzzles. I think some of the Uncharted ones are pretty good, but even those ones are pretty linear for the most part. Um, there was, there's truly one puzzle in this game and it's not even in the main game, it's in Left Behind that worked, which was the puzzle where you have to move that tall cart underneath the garage door that closes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The truly the only puzzle that works. And even that puzzle is pretty simple and it, yeah. it only works because Ellie's alone. There's no one there to tell her what to do. You, it, it is designed in a way where it lets me open that door, see that I have to climb over it, fall. watch it fall and then think, huh, I know I need to climb over that, but I don't know how to do that. And mm-hmm. then open the other one. Well, there's this, Oh, well maybe I can, you know, it's yeah. like the only time that I ever felt like I knew what my goal was, but not sure how to accomplish it. And I feel like most of the time playing this game, I either knew, didn't know what my goal was, but they were telling me where to go. Or I knew what my goal was, but I had no idea what direction I was supposed to be heading in. And that, and then they do that thing that I typically am okay with this in games, like the sort of the trend of the yellow tape everywhere. Like there's always like yellow painted cliff sides, yeah. like yeah. which is like, that's fine for me. I think there are subtler ways to do that. Like, um, put like an, in, there was, um, there's a moment in left behind where you're looking for a way into a certain shop. And, um, instead of putting that like yellow paint, they put like this streamer of orange flags and that like drew my eye to it mm-hmm. without it being like here, 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 you know? And yeah, I feel yeah. like there's a lot of times in this game where I'm like, well, okay, see, there's like all this yellow paint that is just go this way. And, I just get a little tired of that eventually because it doesn't feel like I'm, it feels like the game is very rigid and very linear and also telling me exactly how to do it. So there's just, what am I engaging with? Kind of off of what you're saying with like talking about Left Behind, I think Left Behind has the best gameplay out of all of this. Left Behind is way more polished. It's funny, I know what you're gonna say. I feel like with all of those little like mini games, Mm -hmm. they were cute. I, I almost feel like my my takeaway is kind of like what I remember you saying about Celeste. Of like, yeah, neat. Not enough <gasps> for me to say like this is the best thing I've ever done. Oh, no, I really I, liked well, those. No, that's Super like, Soakers, I, neat. Imaginary Street Fighter, neat. Major, cool. The Rock throwing rock, at the car. Like, again, I loved those. No, I yeah. love all of those because neat, neat. because They're because cool. no because here's here's <laughs> the, <laughs> that's that's all I got. No, no, for here's like, I enjoyed the know? variety. No, a here's bit. here's what it is. It's a it's <laughs> a it's variety. Yeah. And B, none of the gameplay is fun. So at least give me sure. something that's more story based. Yeah, that's why I really inve- liked. I it was more invested in breaking the the windows on that car and yeah. beating no, Riley well, that's what than I'm saying. almost any other because the gunplay the gunplay is not going to be fun because it's like kind of boring and rigid or whatever this is not like really um unique or it's not like really revolutionary Mm -hmm. or challenging but at least it's like purely story based gameplay and i like Mm -hmm. that because this is a story based game it's inter it's the type of gameplay this is off of what you're saying about celeste why i think celeste is so perfect is that the gameplay is interwoven with the story perfectly in those moments where it's like you're progressing the story and playing the game as opposed to just 
room of grunts. Well, yeah. Get uh, to well, the other I side. Guess, okay, so I, well, let me, I, let me, because as a Celeste, as a certified Celeste. No, no, like, you said that you hater. liked this no, game. As a, and as, <laughs> as a certified Celeste, like hater. And I say that with big air quotes because I'm not a Celeste hater, but I, I completely disagree with the comparison because. No, so, no, no, I'm only comparison comparing the comments. Oh, the comments. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm comparing the gameplay. No, Celeste <laughs> gameplay is all very much the same and just neat. This is, this is, <laughs> this is like neat, but like in a, ah uh, kind of way. Okay. Well, I, I, just, I, mean, I mean, in terms of being interwoven with the story in that it's like that thing with Celeste where it's like you get the double jump because like she's you know yeah. grown to be with her companion. Uh, I, no, 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 I'm just saying, again. but I mean, objectively that's what is happening is like they're interweaving this, the gameplay element with the story. I, okay, I want to say for the left behind stuff, maybe we're getting a little too like specific. That's what this is all about. But, baby. Let's oh yeah, specific. oh yeah, we're recording a podcast. Yeah, we're, we're listening we're to ourselves. We're, the, we're okay, listening so, to ourselves so that we can listen to it. The only people that listen to it in the car a little bit later. So yes. please <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so with the rock throwing thing, yeah, great. That that felt like the most like this is a tutorial level, except for it's the DLC after I've already put fifteen hours into the game. Like that felt like it was trying to cleverly teach me how to throw things. So cool. It was fun. It was cute. Competition. Get it. Um, the Street Fighter thing. Also very cool. Felt like a little Easter egg that I would find sure. to the side of an of a story. Like, it was cute. I wouldn't do it again. It wasn't that fun. No, um, but, and I think that's, that's it what unique. it is. It's unique. And, and I'll say, obviously, like... Left Behind is like what, like two hours mm -hmm. max or whatever. Maybe that couldn't sustain for an entire like 10 hour game or whatever. But I just really appreciated it because the this, if it's going to be easy and sort yeah. of like ineffective as like gameplay, I would rather it at least be a little more like varied or visually interesting. That's what I was gonna like say, the, like the variety really carried it a long way for me. Even like, so even really like the, the photo booth thing, photo like it was cute. I, that was my favorite I, one of all of them, to be honest. See, I, I just like that Your one. Heart I, made of stone. I don't. I don't know. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. Like I. I just feel like I never like emotionally connect. Like I finished Left well, Behind, and I literally was like, "All right, I damn no heart." I, I feel no, you I on the main game. I disagree on Left Behind, and maybe now if we don't have anything more, it's a good time to take I, a break and pivot to narrative. But I, I just want to quickly say, just off of what you were saying, mm. like. I feel like the big thing is that what I liked about Left Behind was that those gameplay elements felt character driven where it's like, wow, these are like kids who have to live yeah. in this like fucked up world. And it's like, it was interesting to me that it's like, you know, we're seeing, especially in Left Behind, because we're playing, we're switching between Ellie being this like hardened mm -hmm. adult who's like looking for medicine and these moments of levity where she's enjoy the, expressing yeah, yeah, some I innocence like and childlike wonder. And, and I feel like having that variety in the gameplay between mm -hmm. those two sections really drove that thematically for me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was feeling more emotionally in touch with what was going on Left Behind. However, I do agree that I think in general, mm -hmm. the story lacks a little bit of that let me grab you by the heart yeah. and take you along. But I feel, I feel like, you know, I, I we're going to disagree about this. I, I, I have a similar issue at the ending of Left Behind that I have with the narrative of the main game. Um, before we get to that, I, well, feel yeah, like, I was going to say, should we pivot to narrative? Well, I, I have one more gameplay okay, thing that okay. I feel like I'd be remiss to say, because it was easily my favorite part of the entire experience. And I know, I think I've told both of you the story. So just pretend like I haven't said this before sure. um, for our audience. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the clickers, there are a variety of, of types of them, right? Um, you have 
you know, the the ones who I forget all their names. There's there's well, okay, the clickers there's are a type. There's right? different there's, different there's clickers, there's runners, there's, floaters. there's floaters. The, the hiding ones. So are they bloaters or floaters? Bloaters bloaters, bloaters. bloaters is the big one. Yeah. There's clickers, there's runners, there's stalkers. bloaters, and there's stalkers. The and then who are stalkers? And then the just main who are the ones who are like freshly bit that are like the humans who are just screaming? I thought those are the runners. Those are runners. Who are the runners? stalkers? Stalkers are the ones okay, that hide behind the wall. That's where my, okay, that's where I'm going here. So I didn't even clock that. Oh my God. So you missed out then because this was easily the best part of the game for me. Oh my. All right. Okay. And I, rem- I remember texting you at the part where you're supposed to have this happen and you you weren't like excited and I was like, oh, you must have missed it or something. Oh God. I, I, don't, um, think it, I don't think it's missable. Well, Wait, it's, so say what you're going to say and then we'll, yeah. I, I will, granted, I think that the way that I experienced it, it wasn't a, um, it, it wasn't a scripted scene. So I think I might have just gotten a perfect scenario play out okay. Anyway, okay, so in this game, most of the time you're with another character, yeah. which cuts down on the horror a lot because as a player, you're like, I have somebody else who like, if they're not scared, I'm relatively comfortable. Sure. I love when you're in Pittsburgh and you're in the hotel and you get to that moment where Joel falls down the ele- elevator shaft. Yes. Okay, so you're in the elevator shaft. It's dark, you're in the basement, creepy. You're alone for the first time. Uh, and I remember moving through that elevator shaft and or in the basement there, and there's a moment where you hear some noise, mm-hmm. some like infected noise um, quite a bit away from you, and then you see this like sea of rats come running at you. Oh, I know this did happen. Yeah. Okay, so that's step one. The sea of rats come at you, and immediately I'm put on guard. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, there's... There's boogeyman down here. Yeah. All right. And it's dark. I can't see anything. Got to use the flashlight. Really the like spores. The spores. The light, yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, so I crouch. I listen. I don't see anything. Like you don't get the little visual indicators of the infected anywhere. Yeah. And I go a little bit further. Maybe I'm, you know, I know there's a distance to it. So maybe I'm not close enough. Go a little bit further. Crouch. Listen. Not see anything. I do this a couple times have to reasonably conclude that there's nothing down here. Mm-hmm. That was just like a little, you know, flavor. Sound effects. Right. Yeah. Because um, up until that point, the only enemy uh, infected that we've seen have been the ones that, you know, are, are zombies. You can see them like you can see humans with the, the stealth mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing's down here. It's just creepy. Great. Go try to open a door. Oh, I need a card key. So now I'm looking through rooms, going looking for the card key. I get to this room. It is a dead end room. Um, and it's like a little like security office or whatever, go in, find the card key. Great. As Joel, I turn around and I look out the door and down the hallway and I see something on all fours scamper around a corner. Ooh, scary. My heart fucking dropped because with this game and with like the walking dead, they're technically horror, you know, shows and games, but I'm never scared in watching or playing this stuff. Like, it's not scary in the same way that, like, a horror movie is. It's more, like, suspenseful. It's not like those, you know, those horror games that, like, the, um, that, like, Twitch streamers play where they, like, get their reactions of screaming. Yeah, yeah. It's not Resident Evil. It's not Resident Evil. My heart dropped, and I had, for the only moment in that game, I'm like, oh, my God. I I got scared. I was like, oh, shit, can I do this right now? I'm a little freaked out. Yeah. And what I loved about that moment, because sure enough, now... You go around the corner and it pops out at you or whatever. But what I loved about the stalkers is you can't see them with the stealth, which the fact that that was a flawed mechanic, like it's not perfect, doesn't always get you out of trouble, was just so good. And 
the one thing with zombies that make them not as scary is they're like they don't think they don't have logic yeah. They, yeah. if they see you they come at you whether they're fast or slow you know what their behavior is going to be the fact that this thing looked at me and ran from me to hide yeah did not enjoy that. I mean, I loved it, yeah. obviously, but like that was like, oh my God, I am now not comfortable. Well, that I thought I knew what this game was going to be like, and I am not comfortable. That scene was easily the the best playing I, I, experience I think that's I had. like doubly impactful because it will, A, like they don't do horror a lot, but when, when they do it, it works super well, mm-hmm. I think, in this game. And B, um, there's a moment earlier when you're first interacting with humans where you're like, Oh, like are those are those infected or whatever? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's like I don't know who you're with, but someone's like, oh no, like infected don't hide, right? And yeah, they're like the humans, and then and then they get to that point, and mm-hmm. you find the infected that do hide. Yes. so I totally agree with you. The, you run was... into it in the sewers a lot too. That the, the, the very su- end in the underground sewers, there's yep. a bunch of spots where the um, definitely where the, where the stalkers are, and they're well. they're also um, they had him in one in one part of. Um, left behind and i think actually they do introduce one stalker i want to say it's in bill's town um do you remember where like you go and you hear somebody pounding on the door and then when you get up to the door you hear them run upstairs yeah and then you open it and again you can't sense them and you get up to the apartment you're looking around and it eventually flies out of the bathroom the, the stalkers but, are definitely like mandatory you would have run into some of them you may just i just feel like i just didn't clock it i just thought they were runners the the fact that i turned around perfectly when it scampered behind the corner i don't know if that can be replicated i I I think it it happens to me i think i know i did have a moment where i was walking down a hallway and i saw someone run by really fast so Mm -hmm. maybe that was what that was but yeah i just didn't clock no it's built in the game oh full credit they're great and there's the same thing i mean the way that like so, like if you're walking by a window and a car drives by at the right time, like that's that's design. That's they're, they're mm-hmm. those things. They're good at that. But again, <sighs> so it's just good. like everything else in between. Just like re- like it's just so and, boring. And uh, man, but but it's like it's those it's those moments in the game that save this game from from being bad for me. And it's really well, those, what it's the narrative it stuff. And yeah. that's because that is really does like interweave into storytelling. Yeah. Specifically. And I, I loved it because at that point I got spooked and I went and I like, you know, a bunch of them started jumping out of me, was scared. I finally turned on the generator. And I think at that moment in that level two, a bloater pops up at that point and I heard it like roar yeah. and I just fucking booked it for the yeah. door. I never even saw the floater or the gloater. Bloater. Bloater, there it is. Never even saw it. I just ran for the door. But that whole thing felt like such a good mix of like, I was crafting the story and how I was playing it. Yeah. And also the game was perfectly setting up story yeah. pieces for me. I just wanted to highlight that yeah. because like, again, as much as I'm like kind of mid on this game, there are moments, that one being the highlight, that really were awesome. And that was a great moment. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect way to end this little segment here. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll get into the meat of the, the yes. narrative yes. of this game. This episode of the Lads Who Game podcast is sponsored by the cure to the virus from The Last of Us, jazz music. Yep, turns out that if just one person listened to jazz, the whole world would have been saved. And after you've finished scootaloo bop bop doo bop bop doo 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 make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow the lads on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and Twitter at Lads Who Game. Now back to the show. Welcome back. 
Hello. Perfect story. No, not perfect story. Uh, but, no. but not perfect story. I, I, I think I'm going to feel definitely a lot, stronger. Story. I feel like I'm going to be a lot more positive about the story yep. than both of you. I just think it works so well. I, I do not mind the kind of like meandering like road stuff. I don't mind that there wasn't supra- like surprises in the main story because I think there's enough moments like in game, like mm-hmm. where you crash through the elevator or meeting like Henry um, and mm-hmm. and Sam or whatever. Uh, I think the ending fucking slaps and it works so well for me. Like mm. n- not, not the very last moments, but the, the whole hospital sequence uh, up at the end and um, mm-hmm. uh, killing, Marlene. killing Marlene, breaking her out and him like lying to her at, at for, for like, um, you know, for, for breaking her out or whatever. Impeccable. Like I think perfect, perfect, Perfect. And I, I and I, fully, want to go first? And I, I can't wait. disagree. Um, I don't think it's bad, but I think that this game is not ambitious with its story. And I don't think there's a lot of surprises. And I think it's saved by very charismatic and well-performed leads, uh, Joel and Ellie. Like, I think if those characters were plain or the voice actors didn't go as hard or whatever, I think that this really wouldn't work. Um, and it does. I mean, so the, the good news is it does save itself by having those good performances. Um, I don't know. Like, I, again, uh, it, to me, the interesting part of the story was going to be how Joel and Ellie's relationship is molded by this lie that he tells at the end. Um, and I, I want to know, like, I, that was what I didn't have an idea about, like, how it would play out. I didn't, I have no clue how that's going to transpire now that this lie has been told, but I always knew that the fireflies at the end were not going to be it. I always knew that it wasn't going to work out. And so that it was well done, but like it was, I wasn't left being like, Oh my God. It's like right (laughs) when we got to the part that I'm like, great. I have seen everything that I predicted has come true. Now it's time to figure out how they're going to play with these pieces. They're like, Wait seven years. I mean, <laughs> I, okay, I, yeah. okay. I and I think the second game is gonna fucking slap. I That's agree. Where I'll say it so slaps. I agree. I agree that the ending definitely sets up a sequel and sets up something that's really interesting. I don't mind that. I think. I think, lad Jimmy, you tend to lean towards wanting things a little more neatly wrapped at the end mm-hmm. versus like kind of more open ended or ending on a on an up versus like a down or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think g- generally, at least that's been our, our experience, like with the games we've played here. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that at all. And I, I mean, I think that the game is not about the, the game is about, you know, their relationship developing and Joel, like coming to the terms of the loss of his daughter and, and Ellie coming to terms with, you know, and, and having this like parental mm-hmm. fear, like the abandonment issues and stuff like that. And so, you know, the game is like point A to point B. It's a, it's a road movie, right? Or a road game, whatever yeah. it's like, or we need to get to the fireflies and, and, um, uh, you know, and save, save the world. A reasonable person playing this game is going to know that they're probably not going to save the world or it's yeah. not going to be that easy. I think there, and it's enough of a mystery for me, at least to be like, how is it not going to work? And I think that like, I mean, I don't know for me, it wasn't until pretty late that I was like, Oh, she's going to have to die for this. And they're going to have to like, he's going to have to make that decision. Like, I don't think that's, like laid out ahead of time. Um, it's not laid out, but it isn't 
it didn't feel surprising to me because I, I this, this is really jaded, but it's just like, even if they're going, even if I thought for a second that the game was going to end with them actually finding a vaccine, which I didn't. No, I don't think which so. I, which I didn't, but let's say for sake of argument, I, I would. It's like, well, even if they do find a vaccine, there's no way it just is like easy to get that. You know, like there's got to be some sort of consequence. So going into this game, I was like, well, even if they make it to the Fireflies lab and even if they get all the way there and they think they can find a cure, there's got to be some kind of sacrifice or something. It can't just be... And they extract the vaccine and it works, yeah, you know, yeah. so. And then, then they got it. And then you get this cool moment at the end where he, he like, not only does he have to make that decision, which you're going to, you know, at that point that he's going to make the decision to save mm-hmm. her. But you only know that he's going to make that decision because of the great job they've done building these, this relationship over the whole game. And then it sets up the next story. And I agree that that is like almost too intriguing to the point where you want to play. And so I, I'm happy to make the argument that maybe like it's weird to say the sequel, but I mean, I don't know if you, if you play, if you played this game in 2013 and it was really successful, I mean, you know, they're going to make another one. Well, so, okay. I have an additional thing about the ending that is separate from this idea of the sequel, but I want to sure. let you Jimmy get in there. If you want to talk more about, this point about the sequel of it all, where it's like, is mm-hmm. it too open ended? Before I, because this is my yeah, like, I'm okay, I'm okay having um, an ambiguous ending. I just needed something else to be more. Again, not to like be a broken record, but just to be a bit more satisfying. In like, if the conclusion was the end of the road wasn't what it was, what it was advertised. Again, we knew that that was going to be the case. If the conclusion was Joel is going to. F- you know, think of Ellie as a daughter by the end of this. Again, duh, obviously that's going to happen. So that wasn't like a revelation to have him all of a sudden care for Ellie. Um, I I think you're correct. And then it's mm. not a revelation, but it's not about the, it's about the, not to be cliche, but I think it's about the journey. And I really loved, I knew he was going to think of her. To I, be fair, as I, a don't, daughter, I also but, agree with you. I don't need it to be surprising. I think the only thing that was irritating me was, honestly, again, not to put her on blast, but Abby kept texting me, like, are you surprised? I'm like, no, but that's fine. Like, it didn't yeah. bother me that it was surprising. But to Jimmy's point, I agree. It's like, it wasn't surprising. And, and again, uh, I think we all understand this, but just to be clear, like, I, I'm not saying, and because it was a re- wasn't a revelation, this is a one. It's exactly, just because yeah. it wasn't a surprise, it can't be a four or four point five or a five. It's it's in the uh, middle. I, I, I guess it I was disagree. well done, but there is nothing new about that story. Uh, I guess I reject the idea that it needs to feel like surprising or like revelatory Did, to I be want to worthy throw of, a, word. of a of a five. And obviously, I didn't give this game a five, so hmm. there's a, and for a lot of reasons, but. Um, and I guess to even give it like go further an example, something mm-hmm. like a disco, which mm-hmm. I disco Elysium is a really great comparison yeah. for me because disco I thought was a perfect, almost perfect story that lost points in gameplay. But even that I gave a 4.5. So mm-hmm. like, you know, there's 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 nuance there, but yep. I don't I guess I just I want to throw mind. out another word, which is like not su- I wasn't craving surprise or revelation. I was surprising like I was, I was craving like subversion, mm-hmm. like just some sort of like wrinkle to these because again they're they're playing on a lot of tropes which again i'm a big defender of the idea of tropes i think people throw out the word trope as a inherently pejorative thing and that's not true like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why we have archetypes and tropes and whatever i think what i was craving was them to build off those tropes a little more it felt like they just kind of did these expected beats and there wasn't any additional subversion or wrinkles to it so it just 
felt a little mm-hmm. repetitive or expected. But I, I agree with you. I re- I don't agree with you, Jimmy. I agree with Robert, where it's like, I don't think it needs to be surprising to be a five. I just think that it makes it a harder climb. Yeah, I I agree. I, I don't, you know, to be clear, I didn't, I didn't say that it needs to be something I've never thought of to be a five. I also... Oh, I thought that's what you were saying. No. Did I misinterpret? Oh, but I think, it, I think it definitely helps if it's not sure. something that I... It makes it an easier climb for and, sure. Yeah, I, I think you put it right. It makes yeah. it a more difficult climb if it's something that is not um, unique in some way. I think that this this story at a foundational level isn't unique. It's not to say it's not good and it's not well executed um, and it's not interesting. But there, it just I just didn't I just didn't like that I I knew everything that was going to happen and then it happened that way. Um, I think at a foundational level, I think you're looking at big, I know I'll agree with you that mm-hmm. big stuff. I kind of knew generally what was going to happen to me, the middle stuff, the like little twists and turns along the way mm-hmm. um, were satisfying to me is enough in terms of like subversion to carry me through to mm-hmm. the end. And I found myself emotionally attached and Hey, Again, I've played the second one, and so maybe there's a little bit of me that's, like, connecting some, like, dots, like, subconsciously mm-hmm, or something sure. like that that could be weighing my opinion here. But something I want to address that we, I think, Jimmy, you and I talked about offline that I think is interesting is you wanting a little bit more maybe at the end in terms of, like, seeing how that lie plays out. Yeah. Would you do you still like agree with that? I, I do agree because that's that's the thing that I, I don't have a strong prediction. So on. this is kind of wrapped into like the sequel of it all, like setting up. I disagree because I feel like I saw that moment. I saw where I was about to play out and I was like, great, save it for the second one. Because I feel like and this, if this game was any longer, I feel like it would be too long. I yeah. feel like it's a night. In fact, I could even cut this a little back and I think it would be fine. There were some middle sections that drive. I, I feel like I feel like it sets up a nice sequel and I'm happy to like talk about whether that's like good or not. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it set up perfectly. In fact, I almost would have ended it as they're driving away. Would that have been better for you? I was I was thinking yeah, about I, that a little I bit. I think it it would have. I, I really do. Because I thought at the end there, like, oh, we're going to go down into town and, and live out life yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that epilogue beat is a little bit redundant. You don't really need yeah. it. Yeah. You know what? I don't think I, I thought of that specifically, but I think you're right. I might have had a slightly better taste in my mouth if it was like, oh, like we're seeing the flashback of him shooting Marlene and then we're in the car I don't know, they could have it's, swelled it's, the music and then roll credits and I would have been like, okay, I get it. It's I a little redundant. I also, this is very nitpicky, but I really didn't like the, that Ellie asks him point blank if, if he was lying because I'm like, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. How, why would you have any reason to suspect that he lied to you? you we know? also, I, the, I don't know. I don't it's remember very if this is clear. Did they, did, they, um, did they give a timeline as the, the length of time between? I mean, Salt Lake City to Jackson. I think, doesn't you know, the last one cut to spring or am I making that up? No, it cuts to spring when they get to the lab. Okay, so so does, there's not another time. Anyways, job. I'm I you know I was as I was playing, I was thinking like uh, it might have been a better, a cleaner ending if yeah. they cut it off yeah. at the at the um uh at the car at the ride job. or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's like that's a slightly nitpicky. I still think yeah. the beats are the same, but um, that doesn't bother me. Can I? Sorry, unless you want to get. I, I have one more thing to say about the ending that I like to talk about. I have. One more thing that I I don't know what you're gonna say, but I, I assume it's different. The each, sequel thing. Each of us get each of us get three more. One more thing. Okay. One Good. more thing. Go ahead. Um, I haven't said my I, thing about the ending. Yet. I, I will I will say that in terms of the journey, um, and this is another thing that I've been I've been thinking 
a lot about recently, and I suspect you might not agree with me on this, which is fine. I, I kind of felt like this game, um, I didn't like all of the time jumps, and I felt oh, like- I like the time jumps. No, the time jumps. So okay, here's my reasoning. Going, going, I, I don't, I feel like recently, and I felt this way about Vox Machina, as you guys know, is I feel like sometimes media is like in a race to get somewhere. Like we've got a race to these guys being Right, you buddies. feel them getting crunched, yeah. And I'm like, take your time. Like I want you to, I want it to be a little bit more of a slow burn. And I felt oftentimes we'd come out of these time jumps where Joel and Ellie clearly have gotten closer. Right, it but happens. I have not gotten closer to them. I just have to accept that they are now a little closer to father daughter. You know, and I can, I can accept it. I'm not saying like, well, that's. I don't believe it. I understand that they were on the road, and yeah, I'm not even sure how you would. Well, I think that the answer that I would be looking for is don't have it span an entire year or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I kind of wish I was there for some of those moments. And I think I might have bought into their relationship and I might have emotionally connected a bit more if I could see more of the development. Mm-hmm. I definitely I, think some of that doesn't work. I, I Here's the thing. So off of what you're saying about the father-daughter relationship, I just mm-hmm. want to throw in this thing about the ending for me. I, which I, is, that, that was my piece. So we're, we're well, we, I want to talk more about the seasons too as well, but just before mm-hmm. we get off the ending too far, sure. I here is my issue with the ending. Mm-hmm. So yes, Joel and Ellie are a surrogate father-daughter, mm-hmm. right? You know, Ellie doesn't have a dad. She, he lost his daughter. Great. Mm-hmm. Like that idea. You like that he lost his daughter? No, just I, for the record, I, I like, like the idea of what shot. they're setting oh. up. Uh, be, opening goes hard. Sorry, this we all we all yeah. Agree. The opening, opening goes hard. Like okay, yeah, yeah. Move on. Um, <laughs> here's the problem. So you get to the ending, and mm-hmm. I was definitely expecting that it was going to be like Ellie has to die, or she dies in surgery, or something to that effect, or Joel has to make a choice, whatever. Him making the choice to save her and lie to her about this incident makes it so that the messaging about him dealing with his grief of the loss of his daughter isn't complete and is in fact he has dug his heels into still grieving his daughter and i i like that though. well here's the thing i think that's interesting it's very interesting it does make this story a tragedy inherently and that is interesting however okay my problem with this is that it falls into this thing in the zombie genre, which is that I'm like, okay, so there's just no fucking hope and, and nobody can grow or change and there's no reason to live in this world. And well, have you watched all 11 seasons of Walking Dead? No, because I cut off at season six when they fucking <laughs> shot a little girl in the head. I just, it really, that was my problem with the ending is that while I think all of those beats are really interesting, mm-hmm. it just made me go, Ugh. Okay. okay. Like, oh, I love I, the so yeah, here's baby. the thing. I love that. That's surprising I, I, to me. I thought you wouldn't I, like no, that. that. And I'm, I, I, I don't want to be misunderstood. I don't need the story to be a happy ending for me to be happy. To for me to be happy, I, I wanted. Okay, I, here's my prediction for the next game. I have a feeling Joel is going to get to a point where he doesn't learn. He, 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 he meets a wall, and it's going to lead to his undoing. And he's he's gonna he's got, something's gonna happen. Sure, right? yeah. And I think that that tragedy is really interesting. And I I understand that in terms of like, oh, this is a healthy relationship. 
um, that, that this damages that idea that this is a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's healthy. I think he's totally, no, totally not. No, obviously he's choosing to f- potentially fuck over the rest of the world so that he can have his next 20 yeah, years with he's, a kid. He's using Ellie. He's there's, using there's, Ellie. There's, there's and I, totally. I, yeah. I, I really do love that. Yeah. But that was the interesting part that we, we just teased at the end and then didn't get to I guess really... I, don't, I guess I, I don't mind them. Like, great, part two. It's it's classified as part one and part two, and I know that it wasn't always that way, right, but I don't mind that. And, okay, well, here's here's, <laughs> here's the real thing for me is okay. I think... Your thing? The, the, this is your thing? This is my I, one thing. I've had thing. my thing. Jax had his oh, thing. Oh, okay, for, really quick. Um, you don't like my thing? Seasons... I think we're great because just as I was getting bored, I felt like they switched to a season and that worked for me. I really like the way that they the played with jump. the time jumps. Um, one time in particular worked really well. I mm-hmm. love the time jump after Henry and Sam. Oh, hell because yeah. Because I was obsessed black. with yeah. how it's we as the audience have to sit with the horror of what we just witnessed. Which, yeah. By the way, the Henry and Sam storyline was my favorite thing because mm-hmm. even though I expected one of them to turn, mm-hmm. I definitely didn't expect the way that it played out where yeah. it's like, the kid lying about it and then yeah. starting to turn and having to shoot him. And then Henry is the dad and brother. <laughs> sorry, not dad. Um, killing himself. I was like, that was actually pretty unexpected yeah, and yeah. felt subversive. Great. And then the fact that it's a time jump too, where you can see the characters have quote unquote moved on from this because they have to, that's yeah. just the yeah. world they live in. But we have not because it's so, I, I, I love when the great. kid throws the toy down and you're like, Something, oh yeah! Oh no! It's, it, he that, wanted that, that toy. Why does he like, not want that toy? So well, and the yeah. I really like that the was time great, jumps, yeah. and I don't mind. I, I hear what you're saying, Jimmy, about like wanting to see the in between stuff. I'd love to just watch them forever, but mm-hmm. I think for the sake of like the game efficiency ha- of having narrative. the efficiency and like yeah. jumping jumping time and like cutting through some of the stuff, it worked for me to sort of like keep it fresh. Is all. Yeah, yeah. I guess like. We I feel you though. We didn't need them to go to Salt Lake City. They could have shortened their journey and allowed us to like live that out a bit more. Because by necessity, them going halfway across the country, you kind of need well, to jump. Uh, so yeah. this is something that again, it's like very much like just a road trip type of thing. Where by the end, I'm like, damn, we've gone through it, huh? Like we've traveled all the way across the country and back. And yeah. if you kept it a little more linear, they wouldn't be able to because like we can't mm-hmm. make that jump. That and they and would I get liked that, way that, that far. But to your point, Jimmy, I think one of the things that does suffer because of the time jumps is I really feel like the the first time I felt myself lean back out of the story in this mm-hmm. was the turn where that you think Joel's going to leave Ellie with his brother to take yeah. her. And then he decides to take her himself. Mm-hmm. I really did not feel that transition at all. Mm-hmm. I really felt like it was very platitude like her being like, I've lost people too. And, and then him being like, you don't know anything about loss. And she's like, yes, I do. And he's like, okay, come on. I was just kind of like, wait, I really missed something with the oh, no, I thought it was, love that I, I it's agree with you. It's too generic. Like, I, it needs, which oh, is why man. Left Behind, I felt like, really helped a lot with me because I really was craving that specificity of like, okay, well, who did you lose? Who are you, who are you talking about? Like, Riley gets referenced in that moment of someone I lost, but it's like, I, yeah, go into it. Let, let's talk about it. What, who is this character that you're talking about? And Left Behind really filled that gap I'll for say, me, which doesn't work I'll say in the main A lot game. of this is performance-based for, for, for me, too, maybe. Perhaps, but like great, but, but yeah, the moment. Just from the writing perspective, I'm just yeah. like, it doesn't, I'm not on the journey with these characters because of, A, what Jimmy is saying, which is that all of their, a lot of their development happens off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you don't learn any specifics about her backstory in that moment where we're really craving, like, mm-hmm. what what is your deal? Like, who, I where are you from? It's a good, that moment, um, 
is a good example of like the larger thing with this game, which it, again, the performances save it from yeah. being a, f- I don't want to, a disaster sounds a little uh, extreme, but like it saves it from being a lot. Yeah. Cause well, I love his, his delivery of, and I forget the exact line of like, it's like, yeah, you're right. You're not my daughter. Is that, that and yeah. even before he's like, you're treading on like, I'm yeah, like careful yeah. ter- territory. I don't know. He says something that was just like, you could tell he's triggered right well, now. It's, and I he, love well, it's that. really good because at the beginning, like when she, when she I love this moment, uh, like very, very beginning, she makes a comment like your watch is broken. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, and he kind of like lets it go. But by the end, he's so attached to her and is so now like way more vulnerable. He's able to like go there, so to speak. And, yeah. and you know, and I'll, I really like the stuff in between the little like walk and talks. It's way better in a game like this where there's a lot more walking than yeah. it is like something like a Ragnarok or whatever, where it's like all that gets cut <laughs> short. But here, if you'll allow me a one last thing, and yeah. perhaps we can move on. Sure. Um, I, um, the last of us of video games <laughs> since oh 2013 God. is terrible. I think that this game works really well and was praised a lot for its sort of like innovation in its storytelling and the way that it does. Like you didn't get a lot of this in video games prior Mm -hmm. to this. It didn't never happen, of course, but like it was pretty rare. But this sort of like playable narrative kind of thing in this AAA sense, I think is like very scary. And I talked about this a lot in God of War. And I think God of War is directly a result of Last of Us in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. like at least the the modern like reboots of it, where it's like, we gotta be able to play too. Like if you wanna, if you are so desperate to tell a story, then make a TV show or make a movie or something like that. And hey, they did. And I think a lot of the TV show works a lot better than the game in a lot of ways. Mm Just for that reason, so like I was when I was playing this game, I was like, these levels are structured like episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like totally. it's tailor, it's turnkey tailor made, ready for a TV adaptation. And it would be, mm-hmm. and it would be really great if there was some fun gameplay to back it up. I think a really good example uh, is some of like the Annapurna games that, um, yeah. that are like a lot shorter, and they really feel more like a playable, like interactive, it's like, like visual art, visual you know? art. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think if you want to do that, you can do that. But I just like. Yeah, they're, there's, they're just, they're at odds with each other. And you can tell, and part of this I'm sure is marketing, but the way that they're pitching the show publicly right now and like, oh, it's not just a video game. It's yeah. a story. It makes me think that they don't value the game yeah. mm-hmm. as much as they do the story. Totally. And that shows. And I think a lot of the times the story may work like the story could have worked better in the game if they didn't have to worry about gameplay or like vice yeah. versa, right? And so- Well, it, and I really value good storytelling in video games for sure. Yeah. Like I am by no means arguing for like everything should go back to like Pong, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I agree with you in that I feel like what was probably the most overreaching, frustrating thing about playing this game is that from moment one of playing this game, I was like, I'm going to hate this gameplay because Naughty Dog and I have beef sure. like about the way their gameplay is structured. So I already knew it was going to be bad. And then to me, because of all the issues we talked about with the ending and the storyline and everything, I'm just like, and this story is overhyped to me. Like I really was like, it, it, it is not really delivering on what I was expecting at all by virtue of like, I feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about how it's like, well, yeah, the game kind of sucks, but the story is like incredible. And I was like, the story is like fine, you know? Mm -hmm. So it just really, it's disappointing when it feels like, to your point, a game uh, short sales, it's gameplay 
for the sake of a narrative that to me wasn't even that amazing. You know? So I'm just like, oh man, like what are we doing here? I agree fully with you, Jack. I will say if there's one story moment that was not overhyped and perfectly delivered, giraffe scene. <sighs> so giraffe scene. Which scene? Sorry? The giraffe scene. The giraffe. Oh, the giraffe scene. I, I knew like, about this scene. scene? I, I knew this is like an iconic um, yeah, that part was of the great. game. Um, and it was perfect. It was, yeah. uh, it, was it delivered perfectly. Um, yeah, other than that, though, I agree with everything you just said, Jack. Um, cool. Yeah. This, well, let's let's take another quick break. We'll come back. We'll give our last ratings and yeah. thoughts. Our last ratings. Our last, the last of our the ratings. Last, <laughs> last ratings. Welcome back. Oh, let's try again. Welcome to Okay, Dracula. <laughs> Jesus, that'd be cool. A Dracula game. That sounds fun. Well, remember Hell they're yeah. they're making first of all, um, two things on that. Number one, there is a an expansion of that game, um, Neverwinter, I think. That's like an online game that's like a Strahd huh? uh thing, which is great. Number two, they're also making that game is still coming out, the um Vampire Hotel or whatever it's called. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. want to play that. I just I'm imagining like a AAA like Insomniac. Like mm-hmm. vampire game. Ooh, sounds like yeah. Wait, what's cool. so Insomniac is a front runner for a studio to make a vampire game? Yeah. It's like, yeah it, I mean, right, it yeah. sounds like probably. Would I mean, be Insomniac like, basically is like, you know, I don't know how many games they made, but they're basically like X for X, as in like perfect. Like mm-hmm. I basically have. A, I don't think we reviewed an Insomniac game that I didn't like. Yeah. Sure. They're yeah. great. They're great. So they just good. get it. <laughs> um, cool. All right. <laughs> Weird derail. Uh, Rob, you're up. I'm up. Last of Us. Uh, yeah, I mean, talking through this, I have tons of complaints about the gameplay. I, I think it is a bad... I will stick with my original comment about this game, and I don't know if I said this on mic or not. Bad game, great story. I really think it's like just old... I'll, I'll fully say it's a bad game, um, but the story saves it and saves it a lot for me. Um, and I think it really works as a whole piece of art, you know, from part one to part two. And and so it's hard for me to detach a little bit here, perhaps. Um, and I think I probably felt a little bit more positively about this game this go around because I've played part two. And mm-hmm. so that's definitely affecting me a little bit. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I could probably bounce back and forth between three and a half and and four lads at any point, depending on what I'm talking about. <laughs> like if I'm, if I'm talking with someone about the gameplay, I'll probably say, oh yeah, three and a half. But uh, the story just works for me so well and it really emotionally impacted me I, I, I remember this time around that opening scene I, I cried at the at the the uh, when when his daughter dies yeah. and at the end it really like worked for me so it just it just impacted me probably I guess just a, like a little bit more but uh, great game overall definitely overhyped in the grand scheme of yeah. things like I'm fully happy to agree with that uh, and probably ruined video games forever, ultimately, uh, in a lot of ways. But, you know, uh, we got Ragnarok out of it, which I love. So maybe it's not that bad. I, you Again, it's so funny to me that between Ragnarok and Last of Us, you're like, this has decimated video games. Five out of five. <laughs> well, Four out of five. Well, it's funny because the Ragnarok gameplay makes this look like fucking Pong. You know, yeah. like Ragnarok is like so. Anyways, whatever. We don't need to go into it again. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'll say it's decimating video games maybe, but like 
I works for me sometimes, sure, but yeah. I, I agree that that's like objectively bad. Yeah. That's probably that's what that's what is. Yeah, it's doing something that Jimmy used to do, where he would go on like a long spiel about how much he hated this game, and they'd be like four point five. Like <laughs> it's called nuance. Yeah, nuance. Actually, you know what? Retracting. No rating for this game. That's oh this boy! Thing. Just kidding. Listen, for, you for, guys are just mad you didn't get to do that first. No, I'm mad that you that. broke the I damn never rules. Four lads, so lad Jack. Principle. Let's let's hear it. I'm going down to a three. Wow. Yeah. The more we talked about it, I, I will disagree. I just looked over the language again. I will disagree. I will strike from my rating. Truly average. Not average game. Just a, definitely a lot of negatives for me. And I don't regret playing it, but I definitely wouldn't play it again. So going on a three out of five to just put a button on that a little bit. I really challenge anybody who wants to make post-apocalyptic slash more specifically zombie content. I really challenge you to make zombie content that has any sense of optimism. <laughs> I just am really, I think that's really what I zeroed in on with this game is that I'm just like, nobody even tries. They just, what is the point in a, in culture of making art about the post-apocalyptic world that is pessimistic? Like mm. what, why? Like what, what does that add? Yeah. Being in a dystopic society probably sucks. You know, it's like mm. it doesn't add anything interesting or value to any kind of artistic conversation to me. And so I really bump against the theme of that that is being explored of that in this story with it being having such a dark, tragic ending, even though objectively, I think there's a lot interesting there. And mm -hmm. again, I think I'm sure they play within the sequel and it's very compelling. However, has you know, this is broken record has to make sense in the context of the game. You know, like I, I'm not ever going to excuse something that gets addressed in a sequel in the first, if it doesn't work in the original one, you mm -hmm. know, it doesn't, yeah. it's got to work in context. Um, I also, again, just think the gameplay is so bad yeah. and just like really actively frustrating. And every time I died in this game, I went, ugh. You know, which is just like, I'm just so, I hate that feeling of I die and I'm like, am I ever going to try again or am I just, is that it for the night? You know, am I just mm -hmm. done? You know, it, it's so, it's very frustrating. And I think again, to co-sign what we've been saying, overhyped, like way, way overhyped. On the positive side, just to bring, end it on a slightly nicer note, I do really respect the swing that they were going for. I really respect what they're going for with their relationship and like what they're trying to do. It yeah. just didn't work for Imagining me. this in 2013 is unbelievable. If I think yeah. about the kind of games I was playing around that time and like, you know, it just, it really, it really, I mean, I, I understand overhyped is weird because I think the game itself, like at face value is for sure overhyped, but it's impact is like yeah. immeasurable. Like mm -hmm. it, and in a, in a good way, in some ways. Totally. So. It's just, um, I, I say that to say, I I think everything that Naughty Dog does has a soul to it. I'm not trying to accuse them of being like soulless machines who are just cranking out narrative based video games for no reason. Like they're definitely like, I feel the human beings who worked on this game coming through the screen when I play it, you know, it's just doesn't quite work for me for all the reasons we talked about. And I really resent the sort of tragic ending that we've just seen a million times with zombie mm -hmm. stuff. So for all those reasons, three out of five, let's see what happens in the second one. Uh, sorry. No, no, no. I'll, I'll save it. Um, well, I just, Robert, sorry, my turn to speak. <laughs> I, one, one brief, brief thing is that I, there, I think there's a pessimism to the the personal story of Joel and Ellie, but I mean, if you read the end, like, I mean, there's an optimism in the sense that there is hope for society because they've established this wor this world way that they can live, 
right? And and sort of exists. Like that that town that they're going to is it's it, the implication is that it's the same town that his brother lived in. Yeah, right? sure. And I, so there's like an I mean I, I, that's that I mean I go it's not like the most positive thing, but I. I don't need it to be overly optimistic. I think I just really bump against the idea of having the story feel like it's going to be about a father trying to get over his grief of his daughter. And then the ending of that being like, he can't, it just feels so like, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't, you know, speak to this specifically of like what that type of grief must be like. I just talking about it in the context of a story, you know, which is like as, as a storytelling device, it just feels very like, you know, why do we need to have a story about a father's grief where he doesn't get over it and in fact leans so hard into it that he's going to like perpetuate a cycle of violence against another child? It just is like, what does that say about anything? It just feels so like, I don't know. It just, it really, and not again, not to say that art all has to have happy endings or again, famously, I think on this podcast, I've talked about craving the happy sad. Mm -hmm. This just feels like, Ooh, like I, I really finished the game and went, oh boy. And then just like turned it off and went to bed. So I think it just really doesn't work for me um, thematically speaking. And it, it feels muddled to me. It, I'm not quite sure what they're trying to say with that. I'm not like, it, it's like, it just feels like tragic for the sake of tragedy to me. But mm-hmm. anyway, three out of five. Yeah, it is interesting. You mentioned it there, but um, I, I think going back on several episodes, Tunic would be the big one. In that conversation, I was the one who wanted a happy ending. Yeah. And you guys were like, fuck it, break my heart. I loved it. Like, it was great <laughs> um, to find out that it was all for nothing. We got and to listen, do it, it always, it's different. Sometimes it pulls it pulls it off. Yeah. You know? like, uh, all I can yeah. say is I, I really like that tragedy. And I, I agree with you, Robert, that I think holistically it's not a tragedy. But on an individual level, I mean, again, also not a parent, but I don't think you'll, you'd ever get over it. And yeah. I think that it is, it, it is interesting how human beings try to cope. Yeah. I think that's that's the story uh, is is Joel's trying to figure out how how to deal with that level of trauma, and he's happier at the end. Joel, Joel is a lot happier. At the yeah, end. my my big issue is that this game is just not complete. Um, I, I think there, I, I live in a reality right now where I could see the second game making this all come together. Um, I think it is insane to think that this is a standalone game or could ever be like there is no there's no one who can play this game and be like yeah i just played the first one and i love it and it's great and it's complete right i have no interest in going to the second one like this that's never would happen and i think like that's a problem like i think you need to be able to have your your art stand on its own and this i don't think stands on its own or if it is on its own i don't think it's very impactful um I agree. So, yeah, I think um, similar to Jack, I, I have solidified my decision. I mean, I, w- I always said 3.5 at the start here, but I was a little kind of like, oh, I was caught between two. Nah, I think 3.5 is perfect. And in fact, upon reflection of our conversation, I actually now really do think the language is is perfect here. I think it's decent game um, that was mostly enjoyable. I think there are several, several flaws. I don't think I'll play it again. I, I really do think that overall that, uh, captures it for me. If I could add anything, um, you know, you you were saying you use this structure, Robert. So I'd say uh, mid story, mid gameplay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that saves it from being completely forgettable is there are a number of X Factor moments, incredible performances, 
incredible vibes. Like the, we didn't say, but the music is amazing. Um, yeah, music so, is really good. So there, there, there are things that make this stand above, you know, just being a gray blob in my mind for yeah. sure. And again, I could come away from part two thinking that overall, holistically, this is a top tier franchise. Yeah. I think right now I, I'm not there. Yeah. Well, since we've kind of talked about it, I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to pull a Jimmy and do something bold on the mic here. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do something for the first time live on mic and I just announce, announce, announce right now. Are we, can we can I do that? Can I announce our yeah, next game? We're going to play mic? Pokemon <laughs> Red. <laughs> we're going to play Celeste again. <laughs> if you if you've made it this far in the podcast, you get the first little peek. You guessed it, folks. We're playing The Last of Us Part Two as Hell our next yeah. game, and we're so excited Who for it. Who could have foreseen? Who could have foreseen? We were gonna do, it. and you'll we'll get you'll get the full scoop. The Oracle on was them. very gracious and revealed it early to yes. us. <laughs> yeah, we each felt a cold tap on our shoulder yes. uh, during this. But well, the Oracle also felt like this game was incomplete. So <laughs> the, <Oracle's laughs> the Oracle agrees. Yeah. The Oracle's ready to see the conclusion of Naughty Dog's hit story. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, thanks. Uh, you know, thanks. I guess thanks for listening. I Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank thank you, you for, for listening taking to time episode. out of your commute, probably. Commute, or maybe you're just you're sitting cleaning in the house. Alone. Yeah. And, yeah. And to future Lad Robert, Lad Jack, and Lad Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hi. Are you happy with everything you said, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like you articulated well? <laughs> How do you feel about this all? Is it good? Hey, also, you know what? I thought of a third reason why this is a special episode. Okay. Back-to-back episodes where we didn't fight. Hey, that was very yeah, civil. That's it nice. was very civil, and yeah. I think that we expressed ourselves well without resulting on to like on yeah on your move, Congress. <laughs> <laughs>